We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. Ole Miss basketball, SEC home opener tonight. Todd Golden and his Florida Gators are in town. 8 o'clock tip, SEC Network, there at the Pavilion. So we'll talk a lot of college basketball today. Number one and number two going down last night. Purdue and Houston, both losing uh, conference games last night on a uh, pretty packed Tuesday night of college basketball. Some SEC games um, went on as well. So we'll hit that, hit some college football stuff, uh, some NFL, just sort of our – Kind of Wednesday roundup, as tends to happen most most weeks. So we're here with you for a little while. And with us every single day, the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Blue Sky locations up and down I-55 throughout North Mississippi as well. And as we mentioned, they've got their uh, superstore going up in Macomb. It's not far away from being open and ready to go. So if you see the Blue Sky logo, do us a favor, stop in, fill up, get some of the convenience store. We appreciate them now for over 10 years of partnership with us. And uh, again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest's up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and let's hop into a Clark Ford today. Again, 662-257-1900. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. 1900 guest join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic has um, provides full service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901. 901- Seven five nine three one one one. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, seven thirty a.m. to four p.m. 
So we'll kick off with uh, college basketball again. Florida ten and four on the season. They're zero and one after a uh, very well played game against Kentucky Saturday in Gainesville. Mm. They fell, but uh, it took Kentucky playing a good brand of basketball to uh, to get that done. Golden in his second season there with the Gators, coming in after Mike White left for uh, Georgia. I guess he's been a head coach like five years or so. And it's coming after Ole Miss falls by 30-something, I don't know, or so, to Tennessee. I forget the final score off the top of my head, but it got uh, got away late, definitely, there for uh, for the Rebels. It was like 30, against the 34 volunteer. points. 34-36, one or the other. Okay, it something was, like that. Down was, seven or nine at the break. and then a sound uh, beating. Yeah, the second half did not go well. Um, as we've been parroting for most of the uh, non-conference, Ole Miss uh, has to rebound better. Just has to. They have no chance inside the SEC. They've played pretty good basketball outside of that. And I was, I'll tell you, I just sort of was perusing the board, whatever day you put the uh, release up from Ole Miss a couple days ago. And I was kind of scanning through, scanning through, scanning through. And I got to a couple paragraphs and I went, oh, mm-hmm. shit, for Ole Miss a little bit in this. Uh, with rebounding being such a thing, I'll just read from the press release. Averaging 45.2 rebounds per game, Florida leads the nation while ranking fifth in offensive rebounds per game at 15.79. And number 18 in defensive boards per contest at 29.43. Giving up offensive rebounds has been absolutely Ole Miss's kryptonite. And the thing that has negated them playing really good defense, because when you just get multiple possessions over and over and over again and a team scores, it's still a possession that ends in a score. Yeah. So, no, it's the biggest problem there. It's the biggest problem they have. I mean, when you watch them play, it's the one thing that sticks out, sticks out all year. It was the reason that some of those non-league games were as close and, and nail-biting as they were. They just have a hard time finishing defensive possessions with a rebound. And when you give up an, when you give teams, and, and here we are, right, in the conference play where you're playing teams that either are a little better than you or right there with you, you're in kind of a mosh pit of teams. You're not... Ole Miss is not clearly better than more than, what, two, three, four SEC teams. I'm not saying they can't beat them, but they don't – you don't look at them – Yeah, you don't walk on the court and go, oh, this is a W. Yeah, this this is over, baby. Yeah. Um, In those games, you can't give up extra possessions, especially when, you know, you're not going to get a bunch of extra possessions of your own. You're not a great offensive rebounding team. It's going to come down to that probably tonight. I mean, the line's like two and a half, three points. Yeah, because um, when they've won, they've just shot their way out of that problem. But that puts a lot of pressure on your shooting. I mean, yeah, it, it's yeah. a... And I mean, last year they couldn't shoot. Yeah, right. This this year they've shot the ball pretty well. They're, they're a real good free throw team. Um, they shoot it well enough from three. They're seventh in the country in three-pointers. Yeah. Three-point efficiency. But... You can't get beat on the glass the way they got beat on the glass in the second half against Tennessee and expect to win a game. They got doubled up in rebounds. Yeah. Not hyperbolically, literally doubled up. So, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of expecting to see some rotational differences here oh. pretty soon. Like what? More Cisse, probably less sharp. You get length with Sharp, obviously. But, but you don't get any agility and mobility. No, and, and you know, I don't know how switchable they want to be. I know that with Beard, everything is about keeping teams out of the middle. That's so much of what his defensive DNA is about. And to do that, you you got to have some 
guys laterally who close down passing lanes. And man, you just can't. You can't get it. it it's probably drives him crazy. He probably can't, won't admit it because it's team number one, and he's trying to put this thing together, and he's trying to build it and all that. But when so much of your strategy is keeping teams out of the middle, and then you're giving up offensive rebounds in the paint, it, it it's probably maddening. And for anybody out there, switching means they can play multiple positions. You're not stuck on a person. You can come over like it's yeah. It's it's, 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 it's the whole. It's if you watch much NBA, you know that the NBA is completely built now on positionless basketball. The 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 traditional big is now just a. You know, you have a knife set, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sure. you have a knife yeah, block, sure. but for the most part, you use the same two or three knives. But you have like this this knife over here that's nothing but a bread knife. The NBA, the big has kind of become like a bread knife. It's nice to have, but one utility. But the truth is, you don't really use it that much. Mm-hmm. And late in games, those guys don't really play. That's not your finishing lineup because you want to play positionless. You want to be able to switch one through five. That's why in the NBA, the 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 premium is on guys is on wings. Who are six 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 seven six eight? Mm-hmm. Who can shoot the three, which means they can stretch the defense out, but they're athletic enough to guard one through four and maybe even one through five, depending on what's on the other end of the floor. It's well, of course, the college game is has become a microcosm in, in some ways of the, of the NBA game, which is, stands to reason, and that's that's what you're shooting for. You're shooting for 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 guys that. Um, can defend enough positions that you can't go hunt a mismatch. Right. And so, obviously, Ole Miss, when you have Jalen Murray at the point and you have Jamari and Sharp at the five. Well, suddenly, it's limited. Well, 40% of your lineup now is huntable. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if you're playing zone with Sharp, well, now you can just shoot over the zone. And if you are playing man with Sharp and they pull they pull him out of the paint, the paint's pretty open. So Florida, you know, like I, like I said, if, you, if you're going to get to these numbers that you're at home, it's just it, it is simply a game you have to win tonight or a game that you definitely need to win tonight. However, in saying that, Florida is a better team than their record. I mean, when you look at what they've done this season, who they've lost to, who they've played, it's a really quality basketball team and a team that probably is in the NCAA tournament discussion at the end of the year because, I mean, they have four losses, but their losses are at home or either in a neutral side, I don't know which one, to Virginia, 73-70. to 70. Virginia's obviously a good basketball program. They have a national title. At Baylor, 95-91. No shame in that shit no. at, at all. No. Um, Baylor's a really good basketball team. Sorry, yeah. that was at home, but either way, whatever. Um, Wake Forest on the road, 82-71. Okay, but Wake's not bad. That's not anything crazy, and it's on the road in the ACC. And then the game where they lose at home to Kentucky, 87-85. Those are the losses. Nothing sticking out going, oh, God, stick a fork in the Gators. I oh, mean, no, that, no. That's fine. No, and he's really good. I, I told you at the SEC tournament last year, I caught myself just watching their bench, mm-hmm. and I was really impressed. I mean, wins Loyola, uh, Loyola, Maryland, Florida A&M. They beat Florida State up pretty good, 89-68 over the Seminoles. They beat Pitt, 86-71, so a 15-point win there against the Panthers. Uh, Merrimack, Richmond, East Carolina. Uh, got the big double overtime win against Michigan, 106-101. I think Ole Miss might have had a game that night because I feel like I listened to the end of that game in the car um, driving uh, driving home. Grambling, Quinnipiac, and then Kentucky, they um, – 
face Arkansas, Tennessee, and Missouri the next three after the Rebels tonight. So they're trying to avoid 0-2 after Kentucky won that. The only 2-0 and teams in the SEC, and again, not everybody's had the chance to do that, but uh, Auburn is off to a 2-0 start, Kentucky off to a 2-0 start, and Alabama off to a 2-0 start as well. They absolutely popped South Carolina last night. And, uh, and that one had that pulled up like here. Here we go. Games last night. Kentucky uh, really controlled from the tip. They beat Missouri 90-77, never completely separated from them, but they one-handedly, they were not going to lose that basketball game at home at Rupp. Cats now 12-2, Missouri 8-7, and 0-2. So uh, not looking good right now for, uh, for Missouri off the jump. Auburn wins 66-55 last night. They were up eight at the break, and then uh, – Outscored them by three in the second half. Auburn thirteen and two, two and zero in the SEC. A and M nine and six, zero and two. They're uh, one that stings as they lost at home to Vanderbilt to open up league play on uh, on Saturday, and then now falling to Auburn, which a lot of people will do at Neville Arena this season. South Carolina, as we said, it was only a one point game at halftime. Alabama was up thirty twenty nine at the break and outscored the Gamecocks forty four to eighteen in the second half to win seventy four forty seven last night in Tuscaloosa. Over South Carolina, Carolina one and one. They beat Mississippi State on Saturday. They are thirteen and two overall. And then Alabama, they were kind of scuffling. They came into the league play eight and five with some good losses, but now uh, two straight conference wins. They're ten and five, two and zero. Oh. And then the LSU Tigers two and zero oh in the SEC yeah. after uh, knocking off a Vanderbilt team that is five and ten, zero oh and two at home last night in Baton Rouge. So. That's why tonight's so big because if you could find a way to win tonight. You're you going to get one Saturday. You should beat Vanderbilt on Saturday, and that's off to a two and one start. And now you're you're kind of cooking with a little bit of gas. A loss tonight. If you're one and two out of the turn, it's just I mean, out of the first three, it's you're okay. You still got time, but tonight's big. Here's the thing about Florida, and I've watched them a couple of times. They're very balanced scoring. Five guys average double figures. Uh, Walter Clayton Jr. is the leading scorer, fifteen point seven points per game. Uh, Zion Pullen, the guard, he's a good shooter, 14.9 points per game. He's shooting 44% from three, which is really strong. Uh, Tyree Samuels, the kind of one of their, I guess, forwards kind of guys, they, they, they do a lot of the positionless stuff too. Uh, 13.5 points, 8.7 uh, rebounds per game. Not a great shooter, 25% from three. I like Riley Kugel. I, I like watching him play. His numbers don't really bear it out. He doesn't do a lot numerically. But when you just watch them play, he's kind of one of those guys that's a glue guy, makes plays. Mm-hmm. 11.8 points per game, 4.2 rebounds, only shooting 26.7% from three. And then Will Richard, the guard, 11.1 points per game, shooting 35.1% from three, which is not bad. They've got a uh, pretty fairly deep bench. They go three, four guys off the bench pretty consistently. consistently. Uh, Alex Condon, uh, Michael Micah Hengloten, I can't say his name, and Thomas Hall all get 15 to 20 minutes a game. So he, he's playing some guys off his bench. He's got some uh, He's got some depth. He's kind of built a team that looks a lot like his team at San Francisco, just better athletically. They're really fundamentally sound. They do a lot of good things. This will be an interesting game. This is an elite coach versus a guy who I think probably in 15, 20 years we're going to say is an elite coach. That's, I do think they made a good hire. There's no doubt about oh, I that. Think it's terrific. Yeah. I mean, in year two, early, so way too early to put final grades on anybody, but 
most of those young coaches that came into the league, there's a reason to be optimistic if you're at most of those programs right now. I mean, Lamont Paris has done a hell of a job at South Carolina. You just don't get an SEC job. And it's one thing Kermit said last year when he was upset at one of the questions, and he's right. Yeah. You don't you don't get one of these jobs unless you got something going for you. Mm-hmm. They don't just hand these out. There's 14 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon to be 16 of them, but. These are strong jobs. It's a it's a really good league. Like Grind says in the thread, Lenardi has the league getting eight right now. I think that's a little high, but hell, I don't know. I mean, six and a half, you wouldn't necessarily go under. Here's the thing. I mean, outside of the Big 12, who's a dominant league right now? No, the SEC is the number two league right now. Yeah, so if that, the ACC kind of sucks. If that holds, you might end up getting eight. They got to put 68 teams in the damn tournament. And they like the Power Five conference teams more than they used to a few years ago. They've started kind of well, figuring that out a little bit. This computer model likes that. Yes. Yes. RPI was nicer to the little guys. Yeah. Andy wishes he could go back in time, switch yeah. formulas. The net would be a big deal for He'd AK. He'd have a right totally now. different legacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, if that's the case, then eight and 10, nine and nine might get you in, which means every, I mean, obviously, every game's vital. And then I think tonight's a big night to just this isn't fair. But like I think a lot of people will show up tonight. It's eight o'clock, it's late, but it's cold, but it's not precipitation or anything like that. And listen, it can't be colder walking to and from your car than it was sitting at Oxford DeSoto County uh, soccer last night. I don't want to hear it. You felt a little Arctic last night? When the wind blew. The wind was yesterday. It was man. When the wind blew last night, yeah, it got you. But you should have a big crowd tonight. And if you get a W, people leave that arena a little more pleased and excited. And, oh, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's an emotional swing game. I think so. We talk about emotional swing games a lot. Um, they're in they're in every sport. I mean, it's what look Ole Miss has already paid one of those off this year. NC State was such an emotional swing game because it led into Memphis in the non con. They torched the Wolf Pack, and everybody went, wow, this is cool, and Beard's awesome, and whatever, and then it led to that crazy environment against Memphis on Saturday. Yeah. And then you kept winning those games, and that's why the crowd was better against Troy, and people recognized it, and they enjoy winning, and all the stuff that human nature happens all across the country. That's what yep. was going on there, and that's what this is. It's, I mean, not to get sidetracked at this point of the podcast, but it's what was so dumb about Yo's comment on Saturday that the crowd was a problem. It's like, no, just celebrate it. Never act like it's a problem at all. Stop. Please stop. Well, our people weren't prepared for it. No, no, no. Just say thank you and move on. Yeah, come and on. And win one of the games. No offense. That's it. No offense, but that might be the dumbest thing a coach has ever said. Yeah, you, you don't do anything that feels critical about the crowd at all. And I know well, that wasn't the point. You beg people still, to come, they and then they come. Yeah. You beg people to come, and they come. Yeah. Don't then say, well, you didn't come before. Yeah. If I you mean, come more, we would win these games. Just just say thank you. You've begged them to come. Yeah. And so they do. On a day when they could have stayed and watched the NFL. Yeah. Or just hung out. Mm-hmm. There's other things to do. And frankly, there's, I can, I mean, how long do we got? An hour? You yeah, want me to start yeah. listing things that I think are more entertaining than women's college basketball? Mm-hmm, sure. You can take a break. <laughs> um, let me set up on some apps on my phone that are more entertaining. This app right here where you just like listen to the rain, relaxing. You like that app? It's more entertaining than a lot of women's college basketball. I mean, come on. 
That was that was bogus on her part. It really was. She should walk that one back. Well, they announced nine thousand people. I don't know whether there were nine thousand so. people or not. Like but you, you get you get that kind of crowd, and then you complain. Well, if you guys had come more often, we'd be more used to this. Yeah, it was something along those lines. I can find the exact quotes, but people were asking. People didn't see it, but it was something around that that context. I'll I'll find it. Uh, I'll do it during the breaks. I don't have time right now. Uh, men's basketball, Nebraska last night beats Purdue, as I mentioned, 87-72. They're in Lincoln. Holberg got a decent squad going for the Cornhuskers. They're not bad. Uh, He's a good coach. 13-3, and 3-2 three, three now in the Big Ten. Purdue obviously was number one in the country prior to that last night. And then uh, Iowa State handed Houston their first loss of the season. Iowa State 57-53 in Ames. You don't just go into Ames and win basketball games. 12-3, uh, and 1-1 one and one there in the uh, the Big 12. So. Well, I mean, look, when you're a program like Purdue, like Houston, people get geeked up for you. You come in with a lofty ranking and everybody's excited. And those are places that people get excited about basketball. And it it it, it happens. I watched Iowa State get all in Ole Miss a couple years ago when one of the Kermit games here. Oh, they I remember were in that. town. Might have been when Ole Miss debuted the powder blue uniforms, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Is that right? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Something like that. So I covered Iowa State against Auburn in the NCAA tournament years ago. I want to say it was in Minneapolis. I'm almost positive it was in Minneapolis. When y'all got in trouble for playing ball against the wall? Yeah. Yeah, That's when that was. We got in trouble for playing in the Metrodome. Yeah. We pissed people off. I liked the Metrodome. Well, it was fun. fun. I mean, I wanted to... Bag, uh, no fun. No, no, no. No, I w- can't have fun. Can't have fun. No There's fun. Like, when, when's the next time I'm going to get to hang out in right field in the Metrodome? Never. So I'm going to do what I would do. And why mean, don't we see what it's like to bang up against the baggy? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You know, it's, I've watched guys do it in the major leagues, uh-huh. chasing a fly ball and go up against the baggy. I want to see what that's like. It's like a waterbed kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. How many more chances am I going to get to do? You don't fall down, but when you fall into it, it gives. Yeah. I mean, it has some rigidity, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It it wasn't like just jumping into a trash bag. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it it gave a little. It was kind of interesting. Kind of like a bounce house. Yeah. Ish. Kind of like a bounce house. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I've done my writing for the most part. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for a couple of things to happen that I couldn't. I couldn't like go back in the back and go, hey, uh, could you guys move Auburn up real quick and let them talk so I can get done? Yeah. I had to sort of wait for them. And it was like, I don't, I don't know, it was like Creighton or somebody was going. I don't remember. They were talking. And I was like, well, I don't really, I'm not going to go write about Creighton right now. So, so why don't we create a ball here and let's. We took turns. Like you were the thrower and then you were the catcher. Okay. It so was you got fun. both. Okay. Yeah, you got to. You got to assist others getting to experience playing outfield in, in, in Minneapolis, and it was fun. Okay. But you know how sports writers are. They're working serious. It's, Very it's, serious people. Oh, I'll tell you this funny story about the, along those lines. Uh-huh. At the Peach Bowl, the game's over, and I'm looking for a quiet place or a quasi-quiet place to do the show with you. And I walk all the way. Have you ever been in Mercedes-Benz? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, so, so the press box is in a corner. And it kind of hooks. And so I'm, I was over in this part of the hook. Okay. We're doing my work. 
And so I noticed that there appears to be kind of nobody over in the very deep recesses over here. And so I walk all the way over there and turns out there's this guy. And I said, hey, if I'm talking, am I going to disturb you? And he goes, yes. And I went, you know what, man? This is why everybody hates us. I asked you the question. You could have just said, yeah, do you mind not? And I would have been cool with it. But instead, you do that stuff. It makes me want to set up right here and do it. It makes me want to piss you off. Instead, I went and found a suite. It's no big deal. It took me an extra few minutes. No, no. Where no was sweat. Grumpus from? Oh, he 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 was probably a, probably a Penn State probably a big Penn State that, fan who'd had his feelings hurt, had a bad day. Because see, we dealt with the other side of that in fourteen, which was the TCU people doing a very loud radio show right behind us, who did not ask if and we it was didn't okay anything. or anything else. Like, we just rode with it. We dealt with it. It was fine. Jeffrey didn't say anything. No. Okay. We just did our job. <laughs> I mean. Like you and I were talking about it, we get the I get the question all the time. Wouldn't your job be easier if Ole Miss won? Well, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But let me tell you how much control I have over whether or not Ole Miss wins. Zero percent. Therefore, I'm not going. You have to try to. Yeah, you can't let it affect your professional happiness or your. Yeah, I've been a pretty grumpy person from like 16 to 20. Therefore, you just don't go into it like that. I, yeah. I don't go into the day ever going, okay, well, boy, today, if Ole Miss wins. No, I mean, if Ole Miss wins, I'm going to write this. And if they don't win, I'm going to write this. This is my plan. I've got to, I'm have got. i going in with an attack, with a strategy. Mm-hmm. And the game that's going to, like the game that unfolded in front of me in Atlanta, I didn't play. I didn't call a play. I didn't participate in the pregame strategy. I didn't I didn't participate in halftime adjustments. I had no control over that. So if Ole Miss wins, it's completely out of my control. If Ole Miss loses, it's completely out of my control. So why am I going to let that impact my work? Mm-hmm. It's idiotic. What's not idiotic is you can get a you can get free shrimp for a year with Prime Shrimp. They are going to give that to one lucky rebel. Here's how to enter: go to primeshrimp.com/mpw, place an order, any order you would like. You can use the promo code Juice. They'll take twenty percent off that order, so you get cheaper shrimp, and you get entered to win automatically when you do that. You can place additional entries by posting your shrimp on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with hashtag Prime Shrimp, hashtag MPW. Winners will be chosen on January thirty first. So get those orders in again. Got three weeks or something or so to uh, finish that up. But that is primeshrimp.com slash MPW. Yes, I have a lot of control over Arkansas winning and losing now because of the NIL donations that I'm making to the to the um, Arkansas Rise, I think is what we're calling it now. Is that the name? I think. Is it the Arkansas Rise? Let me look. I think they're having a hard time getting it rolling. Apparently that's not right. Okay. Is that that's something with PBS? Okay, I don't know. That's I don't, fine. I don't either. Yeah, that feels like a nonprofit. Now that we're saying that out they loud, have, they have Rise Arkansas, which appears to be something in the Arkansas Department of Education. It, it, it's okay. I mean, I want to get to the bottom of it now. It's okay. They have Arkansas comma Rise, which is a Facebook group. Okay. The Batesville School District has Rise, Arkansas. But apparently that's not. So I've, I've been sending all my money to this NIL thing, and it's not even existent. You're giving money to some see, public service initiative. See, you got to wonder where my money's going, yeah. right? Kind of like when you give money to those televangelists back in the day, and you go, God, who knows what's being. You know, his family needed help. That's, exactly. He did. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, so. 
Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What account should you pull from first? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with a uh, personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or you prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by uh, Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app and uh, name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. They've got multiple locations uh, around Nashville, Memphis, some in Indiana, and more that offer uh, local pickups. So don't miss out. The College Corner is uh, the place to go if you're getting ready for uh, baseball season, Need a Valentine's Day gift, whatever the case may be. Go to collegecornerstore.com. You can also go to uh, the two locations in Jackson. Uh, also one location here in Oxford, right off of Sisk Avenue, more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear at collegecornerstore.com. We're brought to you by Argent Wealth, formerly Pinnacle Wealth. They're based in Ridgeland, Mississippi, They uh, represent clients in more than 20 states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. At Argent, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using um, objective information or research, not emotions. So uh, to check them out, to learn more, go to myargentwealth.com. That's myargent, A-R-G-E-N-T, wealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. The one gig that powers the Clark Ward Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team or any world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and more. So again, call the office for details. Get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. Uh, the quote... Let's see here. I've got it here. This is coming from David Ecker declaring ledger. So if it was all one combination of a quote, I don't know because he didn't write it that way. Um, so I'm just giving full disclosure here. They announced 9,074 fans at the pavilion on Sunday for the 84-73 loss to defending national champion LSU. And uh, the quote that I am referencing, I'm going to put it together as one quote. Um, I'm not being a Debbie Downer, but if we'd have this crowd every time we play, I'm not even asking for 9,000. I'm asking for 5,000. The truth is that our players are just not used to playing in front of this type of crowd, and LSU is... Um, LSU is an elite level program. I don't think we're there yet because we don't have the following yet. And what I'm hoping is that people saw no, you're not there yet said, because you wow, don't have the championships girls, yet. Maybe I do need to come to another game because that's how it works. No, wow. you th- wow. you think the crowd and then you go, Hey, keep coming. I hope you had a good time. We're going to get one of these for you. That's what you say. Yeah. You look at LSU and you go, that's what we're trying to get yeah. to. It's like South Carolina last year. Y'all came. We made the Sweet 16. You do that. You talk about the positive programs. But, yeah, just, yeah. Anyway. 
wow. Just, just, yeah. Uh, speaking of, I was on the Clarion Ledger's website. The Mississippi Braves have one more season in Pearl as the Double uh, A affiliate. They are moving to Columbus, Georgia. As there's been a lot of minor league shakeup in general over the last few years, and teams are being much more proactive on trying to move their organizations closer to where their their main franchise is. Um, so, not a shock, but I will be curious to see kind of what happens, whether it's uh, another team coming in or if that gets fitted into some sort of different venue for things moving forward. Because, I mean, it is a obviously a nice facility in the middle of the state. They so. don't draw well at all. Is that correct? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would assume that has to play a role because that's typically how those things work. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, di- I didn't hate. I think it was Patrick McGee on Twitter last night that said basically wondered if you could screen, wondered if you could uh, basically retrofit it into a soccer football type facility and turn it into like a Mississippi version of like the Oakland Coliseum where you just play all kind of crap in the middle of the state and do it that way and try to fit it for a lot of stuff. Big high school games, move the Brillo there, the soccer team in Clinton, do some things like that that would potentially open it up. Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, I know, yeah. I know nothing. That This is not something where anybody with a modicum of understanding of what's going on there can go, yeah, this doesn't work for these 4,000 reasons. But Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see. Other games to uh, tonight. I wasn't quite done with basketball yet. Tonight, inside the uh, SEC... From a national standpoint, there's nothing that just really, really sticks out. I guess I'm trying to look and make sure there's no uh, ranked-on-ranked game that I'm missing, but there's uh, there's not. UCF uh, gets their first home game in the Big 12 tonight. Steam Ole Miss beat earlier in the year. They get the Kansas Jayhawks in that'll, town. That'll there, and, uh, we get a big crowd for that. They will get a big crowd for that. Oh, 100%. Who's the coach at – is it Dawkins? Who's at UCF? Yeah, Johnny Dawkins. Yeah, yeah, okay. Inside the SEC tonight, you've got three games. You've got Florida um, at Ole Miss. As we mentioned, yes, you were right on that. Florida is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-under on that game is uh, 158.5 for uh, for that game. So almost 80 apiece. Um, That feels high. feels really high, actually. I like some under tonight in that game. Yeah. That that feels feels big. feels really big. Uh, Tennessee at Mississippi State is tonight. The Volunteers and the Bulldogs. As we said, Tennessee 1-0, obviously, after beating Ole Miss. Mississippi State 0-1 after losing to South Carolina. Tennessee only a one-and-a-half point favorite tonight at the hump for uh, for that one. Tennessee's only favored by one-and-a-half? That is correct, yes. Oh, God. You, you thinking over there a little bit? God, I'm thinking about taking the balls right there a little bit. Okay. And then Arkansas is at Georgia tonight, which is suddenly a huge opportunity for the Bulldogs. What's that one? Georgia minus two and a half. I don't hate that either. You like the Bulldogs? A little bit. Arkansas scuffling. It doesn't look right. No, they don't. They don't look. right. I've been giving them just benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt. Well, because they've always kind of started slow and bounced back. Yeah. I mean, the last three years they've had great seasons. I mean, there's no way around that. They've had two Elite Eights and a Sweet Sixteen. Most most teams would take that. This just doesn't look like one of those teams. Now, you're always a little frightened from a betting standpoint, right, to go, oh, they're done, they're cooked. And then they have two or three big practices and they go to Athens and win by 20. And he's really good, so I, I, 
All these people are always weird. I mean, well, that has nothing to do with the fact that he's good or not. <laughs> that's not the. That's not the point. The weird actually really plays well when they're winning. Yeah, and sometimes when they're losing, it, it gets their attention. I mean, so we'll we'll see. I but I kind of like kind of like Georgia there minus two and a half. I'll be honest, I kind <laughs> I kind of like Florida minus the two and a half. The matchup just feels weird as we get closer to the game. I do anticipate Ole Miss is going to play a lot better. I think I think the home court's going to matter. I think they're going to answer the bell, all that stuff. I, I think tonight's going to be a really good game. Eight o'clock tip, baby. Yeah, I wish it were a six o'clock tip. You have nothing going on tomorrow. You're good. Just yeah, out. you'll get your sleep. That's true. Um, I will be with Jeffrey alone in the morning. Um. So, and we'll let you know what's going on beyond that. Um, but that's where we are as of uh, as of right now. Yeah, I don't have a time yet. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, so you take a, the supposed to get a time today. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, only, this is only for people in the stream. But you had your sunk your glasses on the pullover thing a minute ago. They match, and it was almost distracting me a little bit that yeah, your shirt are, and your glasses are matching these each are other. Blue, like. We, we've hit the point in our it's marriage. It's like blue camo, sort of. We've hit the point in our marriage where we're like each, just each grabbing each other's readers, and I can't find mine. Oh, they're hers. They're just kind of ours. They lay around the house. Okay. But I need readers at times to like read. Like Gabe sent me a funny on the. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I was reading it. If I told you in like 2003, hey, in 20 years. You're going to be doing this podcast thing every day. That's going to be the main part of your deal from uh, from your house. And you're going to be on video, on YouTube, or whatever the hell we would have thought in 03. I don't know what that is. Every single day. And you're going to be wearing multiple Mississippi logos while you're doing it. Probably wouldn't believe that. Probably wouldn't believe that. No, nope, probably not. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying there. As we, uh, but yeah, I was looking at the thing and I went... Um, yeah, okay. The glasses. Yeah, well, this is ours. Yeah, no, I, mean, I know. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the... I like the, the flag thing. Yeah, the flag's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. If you'd like to purchase, Neil's pullover, gentilapparel.com slash MPW to uh, to do that at the uh, same time there inside the uh, inside the stream. So just throwing that out at you. Uh, yeah, Neil, uh, Neil having a little procedure tomorrow. I think he's mentioned on the podcast. Yeah, I'm having knee surgery tomorrow. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. I think you know it, but you're, I do. You're you're doing the right thing. There are people in my life that I think are a little irritated at me for doing this, but I, I want to be able to get back to where I was, and I can't if I don't do this. I don't. I don't want to just go walk. I want to. I want to be able to run. Will y'all, simple as that. I mean, it's it's, it's a. It's, it is literally that. It's literally that. I want to be able to run. I want to be able to lift weights with my lower bot, lower half of my body. Um. Not knocking the people who kind of um, cruise into old age a little bit and accept it and laugh at it and stuff. I, I'm just not that guy, and I don't. I don't really. It's not who I am. I'm not criticizing people who are, but I'm not. It's just not me. I, I this summer, like you, you know this. You know what I'm about to say. This summer, when I got into the habit of getting up at five thirty every morning and oh, I was out yeah, the door at six, you're rolling, and I'd run till somewhere between six forty five and seven fifteen. Every day, it was awesome. I loved it. I mean, I I felt great, and I had that fall, and that's where I probably got hurt. But oh, did you think so? I think so. Um, you know, and I just enjoyed that. That that was that was I I enjoyed that feeling. It was it was mentally, it was mentally good for me too. 
I mean, I'd get home at seven in the morning and I'd jump in the swimming pool and cool off and then I'd go take a shower and I was completely ready for the podcast at eight o'clock. And you jumped in the pool. Yeah, that's what I'd, I'd cool off in the pool. I'd grab a water or a Gatorade or whatever and, yeah, you know, jump in and just cool off enough to get out and take a shower where you didn't get out of the shower sweating. Cause yeah, I have that issue too. I know you're aware of this, but Mississippi in the summer is kind of humid. Yeah. And so if you don't, if you just jump into the shower, that's great. You get out of the shower and you're still sweating. I, I'm envious of the people who can do that, who can have this huge workout and jump in the shower and five minutes later they're like nothing and not sweating like i I, i'm still drenched for like 45 minutes there has to be a lag time or you can you can forget it well that's why i jump in the pool the pool kind of changes the the body body temperature a little bit bit let you yeah do you think you'll run another marathon um do you want to do one more yeah i do i want to i don't can i i don't know do i want have you run one in your 50s no okay that would that be notable yeah no i'd like to run i'd like to run another one do you have one or two off the top of your mind that makes sense? No, I'd probably run just flat ground. I'd go to a flat place. I'd, Montana, Chicago, Duluth again. I'd run flat. But you're okay doing one you've already done. Sure. Yeah. You don't need the extra no. experience or whatever. It's just left, right, left, right, left, right, no matter where you are. Yeah, but I mean, there's I mean, the only thing, like, like Chicago's really crowded. You have to deal with the first half of the marathon's congested a lot of traffic it was one thing i liked about duluth was within three four miles i was in my own little space and then you just drift off in the never never land and just run just run hit the wall when i didn't hit the wall that day did you not at all Mm-mm. no that was the day i got to 24 miles and i'm like i'm good because you know it at that point. And I'm, well, at that point, I was like, you know what? Once you get to 20, you know you're okay. I got to 24 and sped up and got to 25 and said, I'm going to sprint the last mile. Because you're adrenalized. At I, that I point. did. At that point, I was like, let's see what happens here. And that was fun. I mean, the goal would be to break four at this point? Nah, just finish. Okay. Yeah, but you're going to set a goal in your head. Come yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, you don't get pissed off and upset when you do four twelve. Four fifteen in my fifties. Okay. If I could run, if I could run one at four fifteen in my fifties, that would be pretty good. That's notable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that'd be five. Yeah. I mean, there's very few people that run five. Yeah. That's, I've run that's four. A, that's a small percentage. Yeah, I'd like to run a fifth one. Okay. Run a fifth one in my fifties. That'd be fun. Okay. Be a, an accomplishment for me. It in, and I don't know that in my mind it would be like this big deal, but I would enjoy it. Yeah, you never run one in OKC. No, I've thought about that one. When is it? Mm, it's usually in late April. Oh, it's spring. Because mm-hmm. okay. usually it's right around the time the NBA playoffs are going on. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Thunder probably going to make it this year. Oh, we're making the playoffs. In good shape. <laughs> we're about to run a. You're speeding up your 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 fandom right now. Like it's supposed to be that cute year, and it's becoming less cute as it goes for you. I feel like it's not cute right now. I'm still nobody nobody cares about this. I'm it's fine. I'm it's still in the in the mode of I want to see this team go to the playoffs as is, play a playoff series with this group, and let's find out what they have, what they don't have. Like I, I, I think the only way you really find out what you have as a team in the NBA is to play a seven game series. Because that game five, game six, game seven, where everyone knows each other now and 
you're strategizing everything. You find out everything you want to know, good or bad, about mm-hmm. your team. Um, I'd like to see that before they do some big trade, you know, where you – because, like, the hot thing right now is trade Josh Giddy and a bunch of picks and get this and get this. and get, I don't know. Let's see. Let's just – Let's play. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see what we look like. like I think we would lose a series against Denver in a seven-game series, for example, but I'd be curious to see how they lost it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does that look like? And then adjust from there. Thunder are young. Oh, Fargo's interesting. No hills. Oh, really? Good temperate climate. Oh, yeah. That I thought about uh um That's interesting. I think it's Missoula, Montana. Oh. It's supposed to be really cool. Just out in the middle. Isn't that where Montana is? Is that where University of University of? I'm not sure. You know, their settings are awesome, like the stadium yeah, and the yeah. background and the whole deal. So I don't know. Yeah, not running in minus sixteen no, no, there, no. Robertson. That's nope. Nope. There better be a damn good reason that I'm doing it that day if it's below 30, 35. Yeah. It was 40 and windy yesterday, and I was fine. But anything much worse than that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to pick some place where the odds are overwhelming that the weather's great. No, Nobody gives a crap. I promise I'm moving back to sports in a second. The, the, the biggest thing that I've noticed this year is that I don't – shorts are fine. I'm not getting cold in just shorts anymore. So I'm oh, not really? even wearing tights or pants. Like I'm just throwing on shorts. Now I'm covering my top half pretty good, but like yesterday it was forty, forty one with wind and just had the only thing I hate about on. cold weather running is hands. Because you don't like gloves. Well my hands just get so cold. Even in gloves. Yeah, and, and well if you get sometimes the gloves your hands get hot. So you're when you're you're goldilocksing a little bit at this point. Right. Okay. That's fine. It's like Carson and I had that conversation about soccer. Because it's so cold out there. I'm like, what do you... He's like, the the hardest part's my hands. And so he went and got some gloves that were warmer. Mm -hmm. And he was like, that made all the difference. 
Because some of the guys, so out they're there, wearing gloves and stuff. Yeah, you can wear gloves. Okay. I mean, some of the guys are like wearing hats and stuff. I'm like, I don't know how you stand that. Yeah, he doesn't do that because you're still playing. Yeah, you're playing soccer. You sometimes have to use your head. Do they get like tights and like yeah long but, sleeve Under Armour kind of stuff or whatever? I mean, he wears he wears a long sleeve under his jersey, but he doesn't wear anything on his lower half. Okay, he likes to have freedom. Okay, fair enough. Podcast brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. 2024 football season tickets for sale. That's new tickets or renewals. I know they had some success with that following the Peach Bowl. No surprise there. So if you haven't done that, 2024 football season tickets on sale. Also, the uh, men's and women's basketball, they're in conference play. The mini plans are available for SEC games. Single game tickets as well. There with men's and women's hoops. OleMissTicks.com for those things. Also, OleMissTicks.com for the Morgan Wallen tickets coming to Vaught-Hemingway in April for another show this spring. And then uh, it's give2athletics.com. If you'd like to take part in um, the Champions Now campaign, that is ongoing. If you do want to do plan giving forever Ole Miss, estate planning, they can take care of you. And then the uh, Vault Society Empower, both philanthropic options for you to uh, be associated there with the uh, foundation and Ole Miss. So, again, those are give2athletics.com. Brought to you by uh, John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. <laughs> if you're planning a special trip that you want to create a lifetime of unique memories, get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And uh, he'll give you some options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him a uh, email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square, Opus, the perfect place to plan your uh, company dinner, your festive party event. Fabulous food, great craft libations as well. They can accommodate up to 200 guests. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie at 601-421-7147. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. We'll have picks, our NFL wildcard picks up on Saturday. Those are brought to you by Service Specialist. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you across the board, whether you're a seasoned professional or you're uh, brand new, just looking to uh, break in. And if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help you as well. It's always free for the candidate. Payment uh, for a company is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138. Or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? If so, Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404 973 Nine nine zero one. There wasn't the level of um, content necessarily coming from that athletic story that I was talking about earlier in the week about the bull market for coaches, but I did want to run through some of the quotes in this thing because I found that interesting. 
Because the overarching thesis of this story is that these coaching salaries have gone crazy. The ADs and administrators have admitted it. No, it's the case. We're talking about college coaches. That is correct. Yes, okay. it's it, it's parlaying into that. I told you one of the comments and here are the quotes was talking about how the college head coach is similar to the NFL quarterback oh. on its importance, and that's why some of yeah. these things have happened to the point they do. And it's, I, I, I guess they were talking about the coach at Washington is how this came up because he's lo- very low paid compared to the people that he's typically competing against at the top of the sport. He's making a little over $4 million this year. <coughs> that will clearly go up inside the Big Ten, and as he moves forward, he'll get a raise right now. But $4 million suddenly is seen as a huge value for a college head football coach at a Power 5 team that is doing whatever it's doing. Yeah. And I've got a quote down here, but their point is there's no real repercussions, that the sport has allowed it to be so commonplace that making poor decisions or paying over the top or doing something that's fiscally dumb in every way. So, and it just doesn't, it hasn't tangibly mattered as much yet. Now, is you it and I've, to? so you and I've had this conversation before privately where I, I'm like, okay, so you end up paying a coach $50 million not to coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all make fun of Texas A&M, but they're not alone. And I mean, there's some schools that are paying three coaches. Yes. Only one to coach. Yes. That's stupid. Well, it's beyond stupid. No well, normal business would run that right. way. Well, no professional franchise runs that way. In a pro franchise, if you are the general manager that hires a manager and gives him or a coach and gives him some stupid contract and then the coach sucks. It's on you. You pay for it too. Yeah. At the college level, there's... Now, I can almost hear some of the people at Ole Miss that we know going, uh-uh, that's not how this works. From the outside looking in, it almost feels like they're like, well, it's not my money. It's not even real money. It's just money. We get money from the state or we get money from ESPN, whatever. It's always going to be there. You know, whatever. If you end up paying a coach $27 million to go away, it's just the cost of tea in China. And I look at that and go, that is so stupid. Well, again, I'm just going to kind of read some of the quotes because that'll get the purpose off. And to what you're talking about, it's this convincing yourself you've got the right guy and the buyout's not going to matter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because it's all emotional. You're in the middle of your fan base being very concerned on who you're hiring. That The emotion is so much higher in this than anything else in sports. Yes. Because pro sports don't have this level of interaction emotion. And Mm-mm. college football is such a university-wide front door mm-hmm. that it matters in so many ways that you get caught up, and the agent is at such an advantage. Probably matters more than it really should, but yes. Well, yeah, I sure. I mean, if you think about yeah, it, right? but my point is right. it, it, it creates the same disadvantage to Jimmy Sexton or, or, or Russ Campbell or some of those guys the same way that, frankly, in this NIL space, if you're a player negotiating, hey, you probably ought to go hire a marketing agent. Don't just do it yourself because you're dealing with trained negotiators. Yes. Like, very much the same sort of principle here. Yeah. A lot of them basically have. They've hired agents, Well, Because Ross right here, he's stuck on perception. He leads the entire story with the quote, look, if you have the right person and you believe in them and you have the means, you're going to have a contract that speaks to that. That's how we defended the Jimbo thing. And it's... But... Well, I mean... Look, I'm happy for Matt that he got it. But Ole Miss didn't have to pay Matt Luke what they paid Matt Luke for Matt Luke to take that job. No. 
They paid an industry standard they felt was important for perception. For perception. And good for Matt, by the way. And good for Jimmy and the people that got the contract. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, that's no criticism. <clears throat> but it wasn't, you didn't, you could have played harder. You could have negotiated a, a harder ball game. An unnamed AD, I'm assuming it gives some big long sentence on who the anonymous source is, but I'm assuming it's an AD. Okay. In the NFL, it's mostly about the players. If you have the best quarterback and the best players, you win. But in college football, there's nothing more important than getting the right coach. Basically, the coach is the identity of the program. Because not the coach the, is the guy that can recruit the players? I guess that's that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's, and I agree with that. That's the point. The point, and it's in here somewhere. It's here. It's a sentence from the athletic, not a quote. By comparison, well, no, let's see. Lee Steinberg, the longtime agent, he says, people will argue there's no position in sports with as much responsibility as a college football head coach. That job is incredibly complex. The The athletic comes back in behind that and says most, by comparison, NFL franchise have a general manager, front office with tasks, blah, 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 blah. A college coach, however, is often the lead evaluator, recruiter, and developer, the chief arbiter, and the face of the program when the roster overturns yearly. Yeah. So that's the point. Yeah. But is it more complicated than that? Obviously. Um, but then, like, you know, Jack Swarbrick, former Notre Dame athletic director, or yeah. maybe he's still there, but he's leaving either way. I don't know when he's done. Losing is really expensive, like really expensive. So when you think you've got the right guy, they have a lot of leverage because you can't afford to lose. Well, okay, but like we're, we're we're doing this justifying the process thing mm-hmm. in this is what we're doing. Because there there is a quote down here, and I want to find it because I think it speaks to it more than anything else. Because um, Swarbrick comes back, and this is where he's 100% right, and this is what creates it too. He says every winning coach is underpaid and every losing coach is overpaid. Because there's such a difference. I mean, look yeah. at it right now. Sure. Lane Kiffin's underpaid, given what he does for the university as a whole. Nick Saban is the most underpaid human being on planet Earth. Sure. For what he has done for the state of Alabama and the University of Alabama and its entire fiscal ecosystem. Agreed. Athletically, academically, the whole deal. All as that in, stuff. As insane as that is, yes. Because what, Eli, Eli Drinkwitz here, mm-hmm. taking Missouri, for example. He signed a huge contract before this past season, and everybody went, "Hold on a minute, what the hell are you doing giving him this raise?" He went like seven and six and lost to Army or something like mm-hmm. whatever. But now a year later, everybody's going, "Oh, well, wow, look at that! Oh, yeah. cool, sweet!" And he's wanting to renegotiate. Yeah, that's my point. I, think, I think has successfully had it not gone well. You know what I mean? Yeah. In Missouri, yeah, right now has sent out another press release saying they announced an extension that puts him quote in the upper echelon of SEC head coach salaries. Yeah, I think he's up around eight and a half, nine now. Bjork again. Everybody wants to say we've got our person, we've got our coach, and he's here to stay versus saying, hey, nothing lasts forever. It's almost like we've set up a built-in insecurity, which leads to long-form contracts that are 10 years fully guaranteed. Really smart quote there. It is. It's a built-in insecurity because you're so worried about it not going right or, hey, we've got to show that we're keeping you forever because – the fan base is going to freak out if we're admitting this thing might only last three years. We're going sure. to do all this, and we're going to overpay. Sure. It, as much as I'm making fun of Ross, I think that's the best quote of the entire story. Everybody wants to say, we've got our person, we've got our coach, and he's here to stay, versus saying, hey, nothing lasts forever. It's almost like we've set up a built-in insecurity, which leads to long-form contracts that are 10 years fully guaranteed. It's 100% correct. No, he's right. Well, I mean, what was the impetus for A and M giving LSU? I mean, giving Jimbo the contract? It was LSU. Yeah, 
It was the perception. And we're not only going to do it, we're going to extend this thing out for we're gonna God sh- and everybody. Hey, see everybody, we're in until we're not. I mean, largest coaching buyouts in 2023. If they were uh, fired, Kirby Smart, $92 million. <laughs> $22 million. Think he's safe. Brian Kelly, $70 million. James Franklin, $64.6 million. Davo Swinney, $64 million. Matt Rule, $62 million. Mark Stoops, $51.1 million. Good to be Mark now. Oh, I mean, again, I. Good to be Mark. Andy Staples has said this many times. I'll give him credit. Maybe uh, the best job in college football. I think it is the best job in college football. The most quality of life job in college football. They're paying you a ton of money. And don't expect 11. No. Ever. You win nine. Hell of a job. You win eight. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. go, just go to bowl games. Be relevant. Be competitive. Keep us entertained till basketball. Yeah. Heupel, 46.5. Ryan Day, 46.2. Nick Saban, 44.8. Dan Lanning, 44.3. And Mike Norvell, 42.2. Jimbo Fisher was 77.5. And, and Mel Tucker was 70+. plus. I wonder what Jimbo's doing these days. Just kicking around. His stress level is much lower, I bet. I bet when he went for that physical, it's it's a little better than it would have been a year ago. Because he kind of looked like raw hell there at one he point. He did. Oh, he looked like raw hell in Oxford. And I think he knew that day he was coaching for his job. $77.5 million to go away. Man. To not work. Man. What was, what was Orgeron's line? Is he gets the call, and they said, hey, Ed, you're fired. And he goes, hold on a minute. You're doing what? And they go, yeah, we're going to pay you the whole contract. And he goes, tell me what door to leave out of and when to leave. Yep. That was his quote back to Woodward or whatever it was, was tell I'm me a, what door and when to leave. I'm going to give him a ton of credit. That yeah. guy has handled post-coaching about as well as anyone. The Roback commercials are hilarious. Yeah, outside of the whole social media thing. but Yeah, but that's part of his deal. But in terms of hey, oh no, go, go be happy, just hanging out. Go live your life. I think his son's on the Miami staff. Is that right? Gone to some Miami games, worn his Miami gear. Oh done, really? Done the rowback stuff. Steered into like told stories about his time at Ole Miss and at LSU. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's got seventeen point something million to walk away with, and and hey, you can't ever take twenty nineteen away from him. I've heard people go, well, it was one off. And, you know, if he hadn't had Joe Burrow, and I mean, well, it doesn't work like that. He did have Joe Burrow. He recruited Joe Burrow. Oh, that sure. was his team. They steamrolled through the whole damn league, boys and girls. That's his title. They won. He's got the ring to prove it. And he'll be celebrated there forever. Yeah, of course. Maybe the best team in the history of college football. Very close. I mean, two years later, they weren't anywhere close to that, but they were then. It all came together. God almighty, that was a good team. I mean, final quote here, final few paragraphs. There doesn't seem to be much consequence for those decisions, right, Swarbrick said. I mean, schools just march forward, so I don't ever see any momentum slowing them down, the athletic. Meanwhile, Washington will happy to deliver its big raise to the board in the near future, barely two years after it plucked the anonymous South Dakota native away from Fresno State with a five-year, $16.5 million deal. Every school seeking out that coach who can lead the program to glory. The next Kalen DeBoer is out there. Yeah, Kalen DeBoer who left Eastern Michigan for Fresno in tears. Wondering if he'd made a career mistake. 
taking the Fresno gig. He was very happy, he and his family at, at Eastern Michigan. Happy in Seattle. <laughs> Worked out, Kalen. Very happy in Seattle. It's going to be all right. Kalen's doing okay. Yeah. He's going to be enjoy. He's, he's going to be having a little more than uh, $4.5 million here soon. They're going to get some Big Ten money. Mm-hmm. A little different deal. I don't love them in the Big Ten, though. Uh, he's good. He's damn good. You know, I just don't know what the Big Ten's going to look like. And I'm really anxious to see what happens with Harbaugh. Does he stay? He's talking like someone who might stay. Oh, is he really? A little bit. Already talking about spring plans and stuff. They're going to move spring back. Is that something he just has to do? Maybe so. But I'm curious. But what does that look like? What does UCA, UC, USC, UCLA look like in that league? What does Michigan and, and what do Washington and Oregon look like in that league? What does the travel look like for the teams that have to go out west a couple of times? How do they how do they handle that? I'm I'm fascinated to see what the SEC looks like with Texas and Oklahoma. It's going to look different. No divisions. It's going to be different. It's going to change our mindset for sure. Just two best teams. Yeah, and frankly, that doesn't even matter. Four it's just an teams. extra game you got to play. Want to be in the top four? Well, right. I was thinking SEC yeah. championship game. Yeah, sure. But in some in some cases that'll be a nuisance. It can knock you out, not help you. Yeah, a team that's fringy but gets into that game for some reason because of the way it all worked out. And now instead of hey we're fourth in the West, now you're tenth. Yeah. Oh shit. Changing the perception. Yeah. So you know. Changing the win loss. What is it? What does it look like for Texas when you have to play a completely different schedule? What, is, what does it look like for Oklahoma when you have to go through that grind at the first time? It's what's so nice about the way Ole Miss's schedule is set up is that, barring catastrophe, where they lose a game they're not supposed to lose, and they just sort of whole serve. The rest of the conference plays some really hard games. People are going to lose. I mean, I I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Mathematically, I don't see how they're not like number two in the country if they're six and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because Georgia plays Alabama, Texas plays Michigan. Somebody's going to lose those football games once they play. One would figure you fall down and rise up, and you do the whole thing. So, yeah, no, it's it's a huge six weeks, seven weeks for uh, for Ole Miss. So anyway, we are uh, into the new year. But if you not got your uh, flu shot, we've shown you that might be something you want to do there. Don't want to catch that, but you got lucky. But last uh, remnants of it still going on so get a high dose flu shot especially if you have any anybody listening who's over 65 most clinics typically give standard dose to all patients they highly recommend the 65 and up get a high dose flu shot from gnm and tyson drugs they also have the rsv vaccine for anyone who needs that extra step of protection as well and they do all vaccines by appointment which makes getting in and out super easy give them a call to schedule that's 662-236-2222 for gnm in Oxford or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot offered at Southern Traditions. Um, horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to advanced to competitions and more. It's also a great venue for events. Corporate outings, so get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Um, are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on <coughs> campus events at Ole Miss. College Town Oxford is 
next door to the Ole Miss campus, offering spacious two, three, four, and five-bedroom cottages, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their incredible uh, amenities will make you feel like you're living in a resort. So whether it's a weekend binge-watching session or hosting the best game day parties, you'll do it in comfort and style, cheering on the Rebels with your friends. Uh, Text their VIP list today. Find out uh, when the fall 2024 leasing is open, 662-300-3733. And I'll have a mailbag up later today. It's presented by Art Hayes, Sotheby's International Realty. Are you thinking of making a move? Put the power of Sotheby's International Realty to work for you. As a licensed agent with Sotheby's International Realty and a supporter of all things Ole Miss, Art can help you buy or sell in your hometown or anywhere in the world at no charge to you. Seriously. So call and ask Art how. 612-805-5929 or email art at uh, arthur.hayes, H-A-Y-S, at lakesmn.com. See, uh, the Athletic yesterday uh, said that they had they a poll. Um, 77% of people said the Saints uh, broke a code with their final th- final play against the Falcons well, they did. on Sunday. They did. They did. Running out of the victory formation was the breaking. Uh, OCU Manera. <laughs> Falcons player um, agreed with the decision, said you trash a rival whenever you can. So he defended New Orleans yesterday. I mean, whatever. It's a totally different deal. He was talking about how he returned a fumble against them on the last play and with a nine-point lead. Had Tyron Matthew just run the interception back for a touchdown, we wouldn't be having a conversation. Right. Nobody's telling you to take a knee right there. It's it's the it's – the, Look – both franchises have so much to deal with that that should not be the when start. September rolls around. If we're still talking about this, I'm going to go. Hey, man, you guys might want to deal with the stuff in front of you. I'm a little surprised the Saints are keeping Dennis Allen. I am too. I mean, dude has no mandate at all in that locker room, and and he comes across from this looking soft. He's always looked soft. He's the same dude the Raiders fired. Yeah, it just doesn't. Mike Vrabel out, Tennessee coach, yesterday. I don't get it. It's not Mike Vrabel's fault that he kept making quarterback mistakes. It's a quarterback league. You have one or you don't. Frankly, he did a hell of a job getting the number one seed a couple years ago with Tannehill as the quarterback. That was the killer for them. They lost to Cincinnati that day. That was a devastating loss. He went 41-24 and 24 in his first four seasons, earned the number one seed in the AFC in 2021, Coach of the Year honors, made the AFC Championship game in 2019. Since 2021, 13-21, um, and they looked terrible this season. They did. Team was 3-7. and seven. But they used a draft pick on the quarterback from Liberty. Who's Malik. Been, Malik Willis. Yes. And then they used a draft pick on Will Levis, yeah. who looked okay. Spots team was three and seven. Titans leadership seemed to want to keep him. Then they finished three and four. They beat the nine and eight Jaguars on Sunday and then fire him. Jacksonville losing the AFC South this season. Mm. I mean, we, you and I have both been rooting for the Texans, but losing that division, if you're the Jags, that's that, that that's that's terrible. Well, it's just very rare that an NFL division is handed to you on a platter, and you can't just be sort just of competitive. Go win it. Just go take it. It's a bad season for Trevor Lawrence. So he was trying to elevate. Mm-hmm. 
By the way, Evan Ingram just put up one of the most prolific tight end seasons in NFL history. Um, Shocked. For the Jags. Caught a lot of balls. Over I'm 100 st- catches. I'm stunned. Is it like the second most catches by a tight end all time or something? So you're telling me that Evan and Mike Hilton are still playing. Is that what you're saying? That still playing ball. Two guys kind of making it work? Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah, two, we were, two guys that as college players, I'm like, those are pros. We would have bought all the stock in them back in the day. You go, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ride there. You literally could have walked into that building at any particular time in some of those years. And some of those years were sort of tumultuous because we were dealing with Freeze and all of his crap. And we got Mike and Evan over and over and over again. And you could have walked in like a stock market guy and said, do you want stock? I said, give me all your stock. I'll take those you dudes. Just, here's my check. Get me all the Hilton stock and all the Ingram stock, and I'm in. I'm really happy for Mark Robinson, too. He's playing for the, for the Steelers. Not surprised job. there, either. Yeah, good dude. One of the, I mean... We usually are not surprised. It's not the topic for today, but speaking of on a platter, I mean, Otis Reese hand-delivered Mark Robinson to Lane Kiffin. And the things he fixed at that linebacker position when he was in the game, whoo, boy. Yeah. Made 21 happen. I mean. Again, that whew. that defense in September, it gets overlooked by the fact that they won the game. They gave up 51 points and 700 and something yards. To Arkansas. To Arkansas. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. And if, hey, think about it. If Pittman just kicks an extra point, and I like my guy Cam's chances to make the extra point kick that day, they might get 70 more yards in overtime. Mm -hmm. Michigan and Washington drew 25 million viewers, college football's most watched championship game since the LSU-Clemson matchup four years ago. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Started at 630. Well, that helped. Probably has them going, God, if Texas had just been in that game Mm -hmm. instead of Washington. Oh, sure. Texas, Alabama. Yeah. That, that, yeah, those games would have been the, yeah, the deal there. Uh, Spolstra, eight year extension with the Heat yesterday. He's one of the highest paid coaches. He's so good. One of the absolute best. Yeah. I mean, even I'm aware of that to whatever, uh, I think they play the Thunder tonight. Oh, well. Heat, heat thunder really i'm pretty sure let me look you gonna watch that um i'll turn it yeah heat thunder tonight at uh 6 30 i'll get to the arena early and turn it on so uh usa today gave uh letter grades to every um team in the country gave Ole miss a an a not an a plus but an a for their uh their season okay um i don't promise that no, 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 no. I don't either. Because uh, they were grading on a curve. It's obviously depending on what you were expected to do. Because here, I have it up. I'll go through it real quick. The A-pluses for the season were Arizona, Florida mm-hmm. State, Miami, Ohio, Michigan, Missouri, Northwestern, and Washington were the A-pluses. Okay. Arizona, interesting A-plus when you lose in Starkville and still get an A-plus. I mean, you did something pretty well the rest of the season there. I still can't believe they lost well, They kind of did everything else really well the rest of the season. The A's, Alabama, Georgia, Kansas, Liberty, Louisville, yeah. Ole Miss, New Mexico State, Oklahoma State, Texas, Texas State, UNLV. They're with solid A's. 
A-minuses, Fresno State, Jacksonville State, James Madison, Memphis, North Carolina State, Oregon, SMU, South Florida, Toledo, Troy, Tulane, and West Virginia. On an A-minus there for uh, for those. Good for Neil Brown. Well, good for him. Oh, yeah. You like Neil. Yeah. Kind of always pull for the Mountaineers a little bit. Yeah, I like I like him. And then SEC schools, uh, B-plus for LSU. <coughs> I'm scrolling. Okay. B-plus for Oklahoma. I'm just go ahead and throw them in there now. Sure. Uh, Tennessee, B-plus as well. Yeah. They quietly had a good year. We never talked about them because they weren't in the national conversation, but they had a good year. I think they go in the next season in the national conversation. I love the quarterback. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Penn State, a B. Um, that shows they really had a high perception because, I mean, they did all they could do. They lost to three top ten teams. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Penn State, from a media standpoint, those two days, mm-hmm. really impressive. Yeah. You liked them a lot. The, the, the kids were really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Very prepared for media. Kane got a C plus at South Alabama from uh, from USA Today. Yeah, I would think one. he would he would tell you this was a disappointing year. Yeah, Kentucky a C at seven and six. It's probably a little low, but they didn't look like themselves all year. No, I think he's raised the bar to where they're expected to win eight nine games, including the bowl. Auburn C minus six and seven. That's frankly nice. Yeah, um, at this point. South Carolina C minus yeah five and seven for uh, step back for the Gamecocks mm-hmm. Mississippi State D plus Vanderbilt D plus what the hell is a D plus <laughs> hey Dad it's a D plus I didn't get a D no 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 straight D for Southern California Southern Miss on that list yeah Arkansas a D I'd give them an F. And then uh, Florida, a D minus. I mean, I'd, I'd give Florida a failing grade. They went five and seven. By the way, Baylor went three and nine. What the hell has happened in two years? I don't know. The new era has just sunk them. Something, something has. Because good God. I mean, Dave Aranda didn't suddenly become a horrible coach. No, 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 no. Um, just quickly, NFL schedule for the uh, week. I know we talked about it the other day, but let me go to it here. The wild card games, uh, one to ten. What's your interest level? Cleveland and Houston. It's like a nine. Oh, like a ten. nine. Maybe I mean, maybe I, a I'm, ten. I'm, I will watch the damn game. Uh, Lions and Browns have only been in the playoffs at the same time three times in NFL history, really? and have never won a game in the playoffs oh. in the same season. Okay. By the way. So, yes, Cleveland-Houston's a 9 or a 10. It's about as high as you can yeah, get I'm, for Saturday. I'm, I'm watching. At 3.30. Um, mm-hmm. Ole Miss plays basketball at noon for everybody who has interest in those things. Okay. So, 3.30 kick there. Miami and Kansas City, high, really high. Ten. Not quite as high as the other one for me, personally, because the Chiefs get on my nerves, but really high. Eight and a half, nine. Yeah, I mean, I'll turn it somewhere on. Somewhere in there. I, I like the Dolphins a little bit, and, and I'd love to see them beat the Chiefs. And if the game's close in the second half, I'm locked into it. Yeah, Mike McDaniel cracks me up for whatever reason. I like him. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I kind of like him. Pittsburgh. I like, I like Tua for some reason. I, I like Buffalo. Pittsburgh and Buffalo is a little lower overall for me, though. The Steelers just haven't done it for me this year. I really respect Mike Tomlin, one of the five best coaches. Yeah, in the what NFL. you're going to get is you're going to get that cold, snowy. So maybe that increases. And then it. you're like, you're like okay. sitting there on a Sunday and you're like watching. Isn't the it going to be like record lows in Kansas City on Saturday night? I think so. Have I seen that? Have you seen the weather for here next week? Yeah. Yeah. Low of five on Monday, I believe. Something like that. Like, have two, they already canceled school? Not yet. Oh, it's coming. 
uh, Pittsburgh, Buffalo at noon on it's Sunday. Probably like a six. Yeah, I'm I'm six and a half ish. Okay. Buffalo's picking it up, but I'm, I can't quite get there. Green Bay and Dallas. Ten. You like this one more than I do. Ten. I'm in. I'm totally. But in. I'm not completely locked. I'm locked. I'm like eight here. I just Dallas could lose this game. You really think Jordan Love can win this game? Yes. Okay. I think he can be on the field when Dallas beats itself in the playoffs again. Yes. And then the quarterback matchup and just my familiarity because of Dylan Rams Lions at seven on Sundays like a nine and a half for me. I'm really interested in this game. Oh, it's a ten for me. Yeah, I'm a ten. I'm I'm, I'm up there a lot on this game. Golf and Stafford in a playoff game is fun. Here. Detroit at home, they've been built building for this, and you know and the Rams are not bad. Detroit feels like they got screwed out of the one, and they kind of did. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they had the injuries from playing the games last week, and got Campbell, and here comes Matthew Stafford, and it's oh, he signed me up. Yeah, it's good. It's a really good great game. uniform game. Yeah, that's yeah. a great Sunday night game to finish the weekend from a normal weekend standpoint. Yeah. And then Monday night, uh, Eagles, Bucks in Tampa, seven fifteen. This is the one. Four. That, this is the uh, one that for me. I'm not even really sure that we register. Like, am I going to watch? I'll turn. Well, here's it, my I'll turn it on. But like, if, if as there's, a normal fan, it's only interesting if the upset happens. But I don't want the Bucks to win. No. So like, I'm. So I mean, for me, this is like I'll turn it on. I'm probably going to find an NBA game that appeals, me, and I'll end up watching the NBA game, and I'll have it on the second TV. Just in case, and yeah, it'll be. I'll keep an eye on it, but no, I mean, now of the other ones. So to answer your question, I'm like a nine, a nine, a seven, a ten, a ten, and then like a three. Pretty good though. But hell yeah, we just proved, NFL playoffs. As much as I hate it, and I do hate the way the regular season is now changed because of the buys. The NFL looks up, and goes, "Hey, more playoff games." Cool. Oh hell yeah, okay. of course, cool, sweet. They should add one more. And the 49ers are waiting, and the Ravens are waiting for waiting for next week. Oh, and next week's the best week of all. It's always the best week. Divisional yeah. playoff rounds are always the best week. And you week. get six games, but two better teams? Mm-hmm. And teams that just won a playoff game? Yeah. going to. I was going to look at, and I've got a thing coming on the site later today about sort of what Ole Miss players are still doing and whatever in the NFL. But uh, the Ravens, you'll have two active players for Ole Miss next week. Tavius Robinson and Laquan Treadwell, both active for Baltimore. So uh, oh. there's a... Uh, there's that again. You get Dawson Knox and Mark Robinson in that, and Mike Hill, or not Mike anymore, but in uh, Pittsburgh, Buffalo for that game. Um, there's several, several Ole Miss players are still playing from an alumni standpoint in uh, in that one. But yeah, kicks off Cleveland, Houston, three thirty on Saturday. Finishes up Philadelphia, Tampa, seven fifteen on Monday night. Um, ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Plus on that Monday night game. They're doing different broadcast on a bunch yeah. of different games for that. So they're going to experiment. So yeah. G- Gabe's Gabe's thing was funny. Uh-huh. It was about the sun the Saturday night game, which apparently is a Peacock game. It is. Yes, that's correct. So he says, "We find." I already it. know where this is going. He says, "Hold on, I'm getting to it. I'm going to pull up my the aforementioned glasses." Here we go. He says, NFL, we want you to pay $6 to watch one playoff game. College football, we want you to continue to donate for scholarships and to build our buildings and to give our coaches 50% raises every season. We also want you to be responsible for paying the players. Oh, and continue to buy tickets and merch and travel to bowl games. If you don't do all of these things, we can't compete. And it's the NFL that people are mad about? Hell of a good point. I actually was wrong. I was amazed we didn't get a Rivals 
note in there somewhere. I'm sorry. I thought that's where we were going, so I apologize. I would have been somewhat judicious with. Yes, I understand. It's true. So it makes a point. People are losing. It does their, make a point. People are losing their mind about hey, you're being asked to pay six dollars to watch a playoff game. Yeah. Eight o'clock tonight, Florida and Ole Miss from the Villian. Coverdribblegrove.com. Any recruiting news uh, coming in the meantime? Seems like things trending in decent directions for the Rebels with several final prospects from this portal period. So, uh, Rebel Grove for coverage of that. And then uh, Jeffrey and I'll be back with you with another podcast in the morning. Take care. Have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.